The views and opinions expressed by guests on this program are not necessarily the views of Thinking Bigger Business Media, Inc. or its employees. Welcome to Smart Companies Thinking Bigger Radio. Get the inside scoop on how America's most successful business owners transform their entrepreneurial vision into reality. And listen in as some of the top business minds in the country serve up practical advice, tips, and insights for growing your business. Now here's your host, Kelly Scanlon. Good morning. Welcome to Smart Companies Radio. I'm Kelly Scanlon, publisher of Thinking Bigger Business Media. Our guest today is Kristen Nelson. She is the head of private business owner solutions in the Wealth Management Group at Bank of the West. And we're going to be talking today about successful business transitioning. I mean, it's one of the most important questions that a business owner can ask, and that's what is my exit strategy. And Kristen is here today to talk with us about that. Welcome to the show today, Kristen. Thank you so much, Kelly. Why is exit strategy planning important? Well, I mean, I, I think for every business owner, ultimately, um, they know that they need to have an exit strategy, but, you know, a lot of times they're so busy running their business, um, they're so busy growing it, that they put off planning for the future. And and it, it takes time to plan for the future. Succession planning is not um, an event, it's a process. And there's a lot of different alternatives for business owners to choose from and making sure that they, they go the right direction um, that will have the best impact for them long term um, takes time. So it, it's very important for them to do it earlier rather than later. And I've heard some advice from some people saying that you should start your exit strategy planning as soon as you open your doors. And that, that sounds so foreign to most business owners because they're focus on those in those early days, even early years, is on how do I get clients through my door, not how am I going to leave through that door myself. Yeah, well, I, I would I would maybe phrase it a little, little differently. I would definitely say that you should think about protecting your business um, as mm. soon as you open your doors, and then you can start thinking about your ultimate succession plan over time. Um, and that's going to be based on many factors, whether you have family involved in the business, whether you have key employees involved in the business. So that, that's going to take time. But protecting your business um, from day one is important. And what I mean by that is if something happened to you as a business owner tomorrow, um, what would happen to the business? Uh, would it fold or would you have a backup plan? And having a plan is, is very important. Yeah, that is also a great point because most of the time I think when business owners do think about exiting their business, they're thinking about something that they control, a process that they uh, control, have input into. But as you say, sometimes the unexpected happens, and so you have to prepare for that too. Before we get into some of those types of details, let's talk about why now it's especially important to the planning with the shift in demographics that we're seeing. Well, I, I mean, I think we see a lot of business owners now um, in the United States are in their 50s. They're, you know, thinking about their ultimate retirement. Um, and, you know, I, I think that, that no matter what stage a business is in, um, if you think about the stages where we're at in the economy and, you know, a lot of these businesses that have been around for a decade or more, um, they're they're mature enough to, you know, to ha go through a succession plan. And a lot of business owners, as I said, are in their 50s, and it's time for them to really start thinking about it. 
So there's going to be, I guess, uh, a word for it would be there's going to be a lot of competition over the next 10 to 15 years in terms of selling your business in addition to the other kinds of issues that arise whenever you're trying to plan for that kind of exit. Well, yeah, and I and I think that, you know, because there's kind of three major alternatives, you're selling your business, transferring it to family, mm-hmm. or having employees take over your business, um, you know, all of those structures, the alternatives within those structures take time to plan. Um, and so, you know, making sure that, that your business gets valued the right way and making sure that um, it's, you choose the best alternative as a business owner that will benefit you and whoever your successors are. Um, you know, that, that takes time, and it's just mm-hmm. important to start early. Right. Now, you mentioned uh, one of the alternatives can be family succession, that somebody else in the family, you can transition them into ownership. How do you even start that process? Well, first of all, as a business owner, you know, you have to determine how complicated the situation is. So in certain cases, a business owner maybe has one family member um, who they think would be a good person to take over the business. But in other cases, it's a complicated situation where there's kids involved, there's cousins involved, and, you know, multiple parties. Mm -hmm. Um, So how complicated the situation is is the first step, assessing that. Um, The next step, I would say, is really, you know, do you want family members to own the business and to run the business, or are you thinking that you would like to have them own the business, but there are other parties who are better suited to run the business? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's another thing you have to think through as an owner. And then really it's a matter of the family dynamics and really having you know the honest conversation with family, me- family members about those dynamics and trying to take the emotion out of it as much as possible because a lot of times what I see with, with families um, when the business owner is considering the family taking over, there's there's a lot of emotion involved, and um, decisions are not necessarily always based on facts and financials. They're based on emotions around the family mm-hmm. dynamics. So Absolutely. one obvious question is, do family members want to run the business? Um, do they have the right skills to run the business? And then ultimately there's also the question of how does that impact whatever the trust and estate planning that's been done. Um, so, you know, there's there's a lot of different factors. So where would a family, where would a business owner start? Um, they would start by at least identifying some of those key issues and then start having conversations with advisors about how to take the next steps. So bring in an outside perspective, and that helps probably to lead a fruitful conversation that helps to cut through some of those emotional issues that you talked about, too, is having that unbiased third party involved. No question, uh, and and sometimes and because a lot of times the family, they just aren't able to have those conversations on their own, and it paralyzes the business owner in terms of making any longer term decisions. And to get past that point, um, bringing in a third party, which may be a family advisor of some sort, it may be an attorney or a CPA who's actively involved with the family, or it may be um, someone from a financial institution that is an expert in family governance who can help run those conversations. But, yes, sometimes having a third party is the only way to get past being paralyzed in terms of the decision-making. Sure. You mentioned that there's three primary choices that a business owner has when they are talking about succession. We covered uh, the transfer of the business to other family members and some of the questions you need to ask yourself. Um, Another one is to actually sell it to the people within the organization, your employees and so forth, and that's one that I think sometimes gets overlooked. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, there can be a a big benefit um, to transferring part or all of the company to employees. 
And there, there's a few different options related to that. Um, one that people may be familiar with or heard of, which is an ESOP, which is an employee um, stock ownership program. And over time, um, employees, you know, are, are buying um, ownership in the company. And that can be a very good incentive for employees to help grow the company um, and help make sure it succeeds. Um, there are also some tax benefits that may be associated with structuring an ESOP. Um, but, you know, ESOPs are only applicable to certain size companies, and, you know, there are certain limitations around that. So understanding if, if, if that's an option uh, is important. The other, if a, with a smaller company, there, there may be just a, a simple buy-sell agreement where a certain number of people within the organization agree to buy the company from the owner um, under certain conditions. Uh, there's also a management buyout um, alternative. So there, there, there are different alternatives to transferring part or all of the company to employees, and it's a matter of understanding those alternatives and understanding them compared to the other alternatives, um, particularly if family members are involved or um, if the owner is already thinking that they'd rather sell outright. Okay, and let's talk about uh, selling outright to an outside third party. What are some of the things that you need to consider when you do think that that is the best option? Or how well, do you evaluate I think one of the, if that's I, the best option? Yeah, I think one of the most important thing, things is really understanding the value of your company. It is very, very common for business owners to have a they have a number in their head that they think their value that they think their business is worth. Um, but they haven't had any validation that that number is accurate. And so, it, 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 you know, if they're thinking, well, I'm going to sell for X amount um, at some point in time, if that number based on the actual value is much smaller, then their time frame may change, obviously. So mm-hmm. understanding the value is extremely important. And, and they can most likely getting a formal valuation of the company makes sense. In some cases, they can work with their CPA and do it themselves, at least get an idea of the value. But um, understanding the value, first and foremost, is the most important thing. What are some of the things that go into valuing a business? I mean, I know that we all read about the various formulas uh, that you can use to, uh, you know, in your multiples and so forth. But I guess the question that I'm getting at is what are some of the practices that you as a business owner might be doing right now that are either contributing to the contributing to the value of your business or are actually devaluing it and you may not even realize it. Yes, and that's a good question. I think depending well, there's many factors. One is how is the company structured? Is it is it structured the most optimal way? Is it a C Corp or an S Corp? Is it an LLC? Um, how you know how is the ownership structured? Um, and then, really, have, have sales and profits been steady over the past uh, several years, or you know, are there fluctuations? Um, what assets does the company own? A lot of times, uh, businesses they'll own their own real estate. Um, they'll have other tangible assets, but sometimes they don't have those. So that that's a factor. Um, and then, obviously, you know, the impact that the business owner has on the business. If they're a key um, person in terms of driving the customer relationships, then you know the value may not be as high if they're no longer there. Um, and in those cases, sometimes there's an agreement that they stay on for a certain amount of time. Um, so you know, it, it, and then also the other talent within the company. Um, how deep is the other talent? So those are all things that contribute to the value. 
And those are things that need to be considered in terms of structuring the company long term to make sure it's valued at the highest um, value possible. And then some of the things that you can do to devalue, I suppose, um, in an effort, I think sometimes, and, and I've worked with business owners for years myself, and I see it, um, in an effort to maximize what they're getting out of the company right now, they'll run trips through the company, um, they'll run cars that maybe you shouldn't be running through the company, things like that, a lot of personal, what are really personal expenses uh, to minimize taxes now uh, is a large reason I see that happening. Uh, yet uh, it's an expense on the business, and that may not be attractive to a potential buyer then. Yes, that is extremely true. And um, and we definitely you know advise business owners to figure that out, at least come up with the number of what they think they're running through the business annually um, in terms of perks and other cash flow that, that may, um, uh, may have an impact on the value. Um, not only would it, does it have an impact on the value, but it has an impact on what they need to replace if they do sell the business. Um, yes. So, you know, a lot of times they're thinking that they just need to replace their basic salary. No, there's, there's additional things they'll need to replace, including the other things they run through the business and things like health care, which may not be covered after they leave the business, um, and Very especially if they're aging. Yeah. We're going to take a quick break. When we get back, we're going to continue this conversation with Kristen Nelson, who heads up private business owner solutions in the Wealth Management Group at Bank of the West. We're talking about succession planning and some of the things that you need to start thinking about now as a business owner in order to get ready to sell your business, whether that's to your employees, whether that's to another family member, or whether it's to a third party. You're listening to Smart Companies Radio on Blog Talk Radio. We'll be right back. Interested in growing your business? Thinking Bigger Business Media has the resources you need to grow your company to the next level, whether it's an aspiring business, a startup, established, or mature. Thinking Bigger provides the how-to strategies, critical connections, and key information to make your business more productive and more profitable. Check them out at ithinkbigger.com and find out what successful Kansas City business owners already know. Thinking Bigger Business Media is the resource for growing businesses. Visit them today at ithinkbigger.com. Every hiring manager knows that a company is only as good as the people it's made from. So where do you find the best people? That may surprise you. Meet the grads of life, young adults of unique determination and experience, an ideal fit for your company in an entry-level position, internship, or even mentorship. They might not have every qualification you typically look for, but they're exactly who your company needs. This is talent worth knowing about. Go to gradsoflife.org to learn how to find, cultivate, and train this great pool of untapped talent. Brought to you by the Ad Council and gradsoflife.org. Good morning. Welcome back to Smart Companies Radio. I'm Kelly Scanlon, publisher of Thinking Bigger Business Media. We're visiting here this morning with Kristen Nelson, who is the head of private business owner solutions in the Wealth Management Group at Bank of the West. We've been talking in the first part of the show about succession planning and the various options that a business owner has, whether that's selling to family members, to your employees or a partner, or whether it's selling to an outside party and we've talked about some of the pros and cons and how you would go about deciding which direction to go and uh, my question to you now Kristen is how far in advance should an owner start thinking about succession in order to uh, get the value that they want out of the business or to get things in order for it to be attractive for a buyer I would say at least a year and a half ahead of time at least a year and a half um, there are some intra-family transfer strategies um, that can be put in place much earlier 
um, if the business is going to go to family members. Um, but if, if the business owner is thinking about selling outright, definitely uh, the minimum, I would say, would be 18 months. Okay. And during that 18 months, what are some of the things that uh, need to happen? Well, the, the first primary thing that needs to happen is to find a, a primary advisor. So, you know, in many cases, it, it will take a team to help a business owner through the succession process. That will include um, legal and tax advice. Um, it will include personal wealth management advice. You know, it may include a valuation expert, for example. So finding a, a primary person to set up that team and to coordinate the team um, to help the business owner through the process is essential. So um, either finding someone at a wealth management institution who has succession planning experience or it may be an attorney um, with succession experience. The primary advisor could be a number of different types of people, but that's the place to start. Okay. One of the questions that I have heard from business owners who have been in the midst of selling or they're considering selling is, what do I say to my staff? When is it appropriate to bring your staff into the conversation? Obviously, two of the choices would involve staff, one if they're family members and two if you're thinking about selling to them. But where where do you have um, the conversation where you actually let staff in on it, but you're trying to protect um, your client, you know, your client base and so forth? Uh, you know what I'm getting at. You, you need to have some conversations, yet you don't want it getting out to the world that the business is for sale necessarily. How do you balance that? Well, I, I think the, the main thing, and going back to what I just said, is that once you get your team of advisors and you've decided which direction you're going to go, um, then then that's the time to communicate to employees. Uh, it, mm -hmm. when, if you're in the middle of trying to make the decision of what, where, what direction to go and you're trying to communicate to employees at the same time, a lot of, a lot of times that can be disruptive. And a lot of times I've seen business owners actually make the mistake of um, talking to outsiders about what they're going to do, and it gets back to employees, and then um, mm -hmm. the employees are, you know, um, upset about it, and it impacts their work. So, you know, it, it, I think the, time, the best time that I've seen is when the decision's already been made um, and they're moving in that direction. You mentioned very early on in our conversation that sometimes we have to consider what would happen in the event of an unexpected exit, whether that is because of some sort of tragedy or whether it's because of uh, life changes. It, it, you know, we, we know all of those different things that can happen. What, what are some of the things that you would recommend to protect yourself? Are you talking about insurance in that case or uh, what, what were you referring to there? Yeah, so there there are a number of strategies to protect your business, and, and oftentimes they are funded by uh, life insurance. Um, so one of those is a simple buy-sell agreement where uh, you as a business owner um, may have a partner or may have a spouse or someone else um, where you have a buy-sell agreement with them that it's funded by life insurance. So if something happened to you, um, they could buy you out of your part of the business. So a lot of times when there's one or two partners in a business, they set up buy-sell agreements. Um, and there are different types of buy-sell agreements, but that, that's something that definitely um, is common and advised. Um, the other is just simple key man insurance. Um, again, sometimes the business itself is the beneficiary of the life insurance policy, and if something mm -hmm. happens to the owner, um, the business can go on um, based on those life insurance proceeds. So there are different protections 
strategies. There's also obviously just disability insurance. Um, so it's definitely extremely important for business owners to have a backup plan and, and to talk to an advisor about those protection-related um, strategies and figure out what's best for them. You had also mentioned in the first part of the show that uh, sometimes business owners are, these weren't your words, but um, a rude awakening when they think it's time to sell the business and then they are surprised to find out that uh, that number that's in their head isn't the same as what the value is. And in some cases, it's even worse than that. They just really don't have a saleable business, whether it's just because they created a job for themselves and they are the business or whatever the reason. What would you say to business owners in that situation, what are their options at that point? Well, again, um, it's it's very important for them to have a, a you know a, a primary advisor. Um, there's a lot of things that a business owner can do. Um, there are companies that will place interim executives into businesses to help them reposition yeah. themselves in the marketplace. Um, that's an alternative. Um, or having advisors give you uh, suggestions and advice on how to reposition your business in the marketplace to raise the value. So, you know, it, it, definitely having the right advisors and understanding what your alternatives are um, is, is the key first step um, in terms of that because a lot of times business owners, sometimes they, they give up, sometimes they don't know what the alternatives are, and, you know, there, there are a lot of them out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about liquidation? Uh, where does that come into play? Liquidation is an option um, where, you know, you you may be selling um, certain assets of the business uh, or all of the assets of the business, um, but, you know, there are typically other alternatives, and so I don't typically recommend liquidation uh, unless they've considered the other alternatives that, that may be better for them long term. Um, and, and sometimes with liquidating just real estate, for example, gives them enough to turn the business around. So, you know, or getting certain types of loans. Um, so definitely having the conversation with advisors before going through liquidation is, is important, I think. Uh, it's a major step uh, in your career or in your business life to sell your business. And uh, certainly you don't want to take it lightly. So getting those advisors, as you say, is, is really, really key. As we wrap up here today, if you could leave one thing um, in our audience's mind when it comes to succession transition planning, what would that be? That it's a process and not an event. Everybody (laughs) thinks it's an event and it's a process. And and the earlier you start, the better. um, And you can position uh, the best outcome for yourself as well as for the company. So, you know, the earlier, the better. Okay, and Bank of the West obviously can assist with these types of transitions? Yes, Bank of the West obviously can assist. Um, we have experts in succession planning. A lot of other financial institutions do, um, but it's extremely important on that note to make sure that they, they do have that background, whoever you're working with, versus um, being uh, general or not focusing on specifically succession planning. Right. And, Kristen, you write a blog that I think many of our listeners would get a lot of value from. Where would they find that, and how can they read it? Um, it it's easy to access at bankofthewest.com. Um, it's very easy to find the blog section um, on the website. And, uh, you know, I, I welcome uh, feedback from anybody who reads those blogs and, 
um, I hope to put out additional content over time that is useful to business owners. Yes, it absolutely is. So thank you very much for your time today. A lot of really good, valuable information on a topic that I think sometimes we just get so busy in the day-to-day that we forget to, to think about. And so good reminders and very good advice. And if you'd like to learn more about how to grow your business, please visit our website at ithinkbigger.com. Follow us on Facebook, Thinking Bigger Business Media, or on Twitter at I Think Bigger. Have a great weekend. We'll see you next week. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.